Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching a show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin from The Podcast Host and I'm joined by Alitude. I'm joined by Alitude. I'm joined by Matthew. Good, good. I'm making you into the robot now. Mr. Alitude. I've, I've like done no work on Alitude. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm not clever enough to work on the Alitude project. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm quite humbled that you've uh, credited me with creating the whole thing, though. <laughs> Must be on my brain, on my brain. <laughs> How are you, Matthew? <laughs> yeah, very well. I am a podcast maker, too, after all. Um, uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, for, for people that can't see the, the video that I can, which is everyone, because this is a podcast, <laughs> Matthew's uh, building up his winter coat right now. He's, uh, his beard is looking much bushier and much uh, thicker and luxurious than it normally does. Is, there, is, that, is that due to winter, Matthew, or just laziness? Yeah, well, I, I wish uh, I wish my wife shared your enthusiasm, but uh, I don't know that she's so keen on it. She's um, certainly wants it tamed down a wee bit. But yeah, I, I go to the barbers and the guy says to me, "Do you want your beard done?" And I've no idea that that could mean like the bare blade shave, or it could mean you know I'm just going to prune a couple of long hairs. So yeah, I just yeah. uh, I, I'm laissez faire about it, you know, do what you will, and he just tidies it up a wee bit. So I am due a, a trip back there, so we'll see what happens. Could could be anything. Could disappear. disappear. You're, le- you're just looking very Leonidas right now. It's kind of almost becoming a bit pointy and, uh, you know, I don't Spartan know what that warrior. word means. Oh, it's What's the, you know, uh, Gerard, good old um, Scottish uh, guy uh, in Hollywood, Gerard Butler, who was Leonidas in 300. The right, Spartan, I've not seen that film. Spartan not King. seen oh, that you need film. To look, you need to look it up. Your beard is very much modelled on uh, his at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, podcasting. This is a bonus episode, isn't it, Matthew? This is because we're tell tell a listener about our uh, current season because you're leading on that. What we're covering just now during this season. Yeah, it's been a, a great wee chance to sit down with our various team members and colleagues here at the podcast host and Alatu. And uh, we're leaning on their expertise, insights and experience. We're talking about all sorts of different things with our team members and colleagues, but all with that, that same central theme on PodCraft, which is how could, they, how could the, the podcaster, the indie podcaster apply this to their own endeavours and, you know, learn a wee bit along the way. So uh, we've had some really enjoyable chats so far and uh, we, we thought we'd do something traditional today, though, and just get together yeah. ourselves, Colin, because we had a bit of, bit of data, a bit of really cool yeah. data to share, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, a little bonus, a little bonus here. We, um, we've been running, just a background to it, we've been running, uh, um, well, it's to do with our planner tool. So we now have on the website, if, if anyone's interested in looking at this, actually, you can pop over and see it. We have a podcast planner tool on the podcasthost.com, which um, is basically a... It's a guided tour to planning your show. It asks a load of questions. It gives you a bit of guidance. And it pops out at the other end a guide for your podcast. You get a PDF that you can download, which is a guide. It's like your plan for your show that you've put together using the planner tool. Um, but during that, we obviously ask quite a lot of questions around like what, are, what kind of show are you planning? Um, what kind of length are you planning? What format? All that kind of stuff. And we've been using that data to uh, anonymized, of course. We put it put it in the planner, saying that we're uh, is it okay to use this? Um, but the data is really interesting, actually, in showing us the kind of shows 
that people are planning to create. And so that's what this came out of, wasn't it, Matthew? And this is all around solo shows, this one in particular. We've had 1,500 people, and more now, obviously, but at the time it was 1,500 people, 1,500 people who'd filled it in um, and told us what they thought. And what we're focusing on here is the fact that over half, no, sorry, I'm getting the wrong data, it's 43%, so close to half of all the people that filled in our survey, that filled in our planner, are planning a solo show. So was that surprising to you, Matthew? Definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you'd if you'd asked me to to sort of predict what that data would suggest, um, I would have been way off because I just think that, you know, for, for a lot of people that I hear from, it's almost like they've pre-assumed that they need to do interview shows. And then yeah. when you take into account like the events of the last couple of years with the pandemic, and then, you know, you've got all these good remote recording tools on the market that are making it really easy to do. Yeah. You think that, you know, people are just going to go down that route by default almost. So yeah. I was surprised and actually, you know what, a bit, a bit glad to see this because, <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of reasons we'll dive into, but um, yeah, very surprised. But also, you know, I, I think this is pretty much a good thing for the medium. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I do like it a lot. I've I've long recommended uh, the solo format as uh, a great starting point for podcasters. And yeah, like you say, we'll go into a few of the reasons why people seem to be choosing this. But I think it's cool because, yeah, like you say, interviews were always just the default. People kind of thought of it almost as the... <clears throat> the easy option, eh? Because you you get somebody on, uh, you lean on their expertise, you don't even do much prep, but that all kind of led to a lot of really average um, or frankly terrible, poor interview shows really, didn't it? People not doing any prep at all, just getting any old person on, not really giving them much guidance. And in the interview, he just kind of takes control and does whatever they like. Um, so yeah, I like it too. I love it. I, I like the solo format. Um, but so why do you think, why do you think people are getting into this then? What are the reasons and what, what are the kind of benefits that people are finding in solo podcasting that are leading them down this path? Yeah. Do you think like, again, harking back to that, uh, I've just mentioned the pandemic there, but like, do you think there's an element of fatigue for things like getting on Zoom, getting on calls, you know? Do, do you think a lot of people are just really sick of that and want to try something different? I mean, I know that's not necessarily podcasting, but yeah. um, they're maybe just so 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 sick of <laughs> talking to someone I, online. So totally agree. I think there's two I think there's two things at play here, thanks to the last couple of years of everyone having to get online. Is one is that Zoom fatigue. Yeah, it just can't be arsed talking to folk online anymore. Um too many calls, too many calls, can't do another call. Uh, but the other one is that actually everyone just had to get, it was a crash course in setting up like a mic and setting up recording software and getting comfortable in speaking into your computer, which a lot of people weren't before, were they? Uh, so now there's so many more people now have a decent mic set up, have a pair of headphones, um, are okay, like jumping on a recording room like Zoom, anything from Zoom up to like any of the proper call recording platforms like um, like Alitu or Squadcast or whatever. I, so I think, yeah, I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. Anything else you think? Uh, the the no, no scheduling aspect of it as well, I think, mm -hmm. is a big boon for a lot of people. Um, I've experimented recently, actually, with doing solo podcasts and my, my tabletop yeah. gaming podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and that, you know, that, that was a big part of it for me. Mm -hmm. 
the the scheduling and you know I, I was running interviews like I was doing them at like eight at night and uh, my daughter sleeps like literally next door to the wee cupboard that I record in <laughs> and a couple of times I was paranoid about waking her up and I just I, to be honest I don't like doing stuff like that in the evening anyway evening's a time for me to kind of chill out a bit more so yeah. I started experimenting with doing uh, solo episodes mm-hmm. and that meant I was completely on my own terms so you know I could I could just grab the mic middle of the day and just um you know, I've got my notes that I've been making and I could just bash through it. So totally on your own terms with, with things like scheduling and that as well, aren't you? Yeah, I think that's huge. I said one of the big reasons I've often recommended solo recording to new podcasters particularly, because it cuts out so many of the logistics. There's none of this, uh, you know, calendar ping pong, like trying to find a time. There's none of this and making sure that the interviewee has a decent mic or is going to be in a quiet place. There's none of the try to figure out their bio and like an intro and figure out the questions. And there's so much to make a good interview show uh, or even a good co-hosted show as well. When you know your co-host, there's so much more prep required, um, particularly interview ones where you have to like research a new person every single time. So yeah, just the fact that you can just like get in a cupboard, note down like five or six bullet points in just a couple of minutes, something that you know, and just go for it. 15, 20 minutes. That's it. It's great. Sometimes with my solo episodes, I've just recorded them incrementally. So, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon, I've maybe uh, done a wee sort of five minute bit of something I wanted to cover, but I know mm-hmm. that that's not my full episode. I've just, I've maybe built the episode in three or four different sessions oh, and then I bring okay. them together later on. So, um, and that's just completely a more flexible schedule as well. So Yeah, well, that totally ties into the other thing. So there's three, the, the simplicity, the no scheduling is one. Two for me is control. It's full control. So you can record a show in that way if you want. But equally, when you're interviewing um, somebody or even when you're co-hosting to an extent, you don't have full control of the content. Like you can ask a question, but you've got no control over the quality of that answer. That interviewee might go off on one and like talk for five minutes about someone completely irrelevant. Uh, they might like, I don't know, they might tell, they might say something that you don't actually agree with and you can argue with it. And sometimes that can make good content, but it's all, it's all control. It's all about the fact that generally to get the same content out. You can make something much more condensed, much more focused, much more dense with entertainment or material or learning or motivation, whatever it is. You can create such a good show in 10, 15, 20 minutes by yourself when it might take you like 40 minutes to kind of get that same level of information out of an interviewee. So that control is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about the, the reputation aspect as well? Because it's said with interview shows, you borrow experience, don't you? So if, mm. if you're doing a solo show, does that mean you're now the, the expert or authority? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, that's the thing, isn't it? Like interview shows, you, listeners do get to know the interviewer, like you as the podcast host. But you are, you're lending, you're kind of putting the spotlight on the interviewee and that's great that can make for great content if you're a good interviewer it does make you look great as well as the interviewee but there's something special about just putting the spotlight on yourself and actually sharing your own story your own motivational you know information or your your own learning whatever it is I think that makes a huge difference as well, just from time to time. Like, I mean, what would you say about someone who does a interview show, Matthew, or a co-hosted show actually mixing in some solo ones just for that reason as well? Yeah, that's something we've always talked about, isn't it? That you're not like, you're not bound to your podcast format. And in fact, you know, it's it's rare to find shows that only do one 
podcast format, you know, certainly yeah. solo shows, you'll get the odd interview and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's good to mix it up because you might, you might in your mind think, I love interviews, but then you do a solo show, you might just realize you love that so much more. And again, yeah. you know, you're yeah. not, you're not ever stuck to one or the other. So yeah, I totally. don't be afraid to mix it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think a, a solely solo show, solely solo, uh, can work well. So just all the episodes are you by yourself, totally fine. But like two two weeks of interviews, then two weeks of solo or an interview, then a solo, then a co-host, you know, mixing it up. I think there's absolutely no, nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, it works really well. Um, the, the other thing it ties into, I noticed as well, like in that data, we have data around, you know, the other format stuff related to what your podcast would be like so like your scheduling how often you want to do it and how long that podcast might be do you want to share those stats and kind of thoughts on it interested to hear how you think that ties into why people might be going solo too yeah definitely so uh we asked the question and the the, the planner and again this is over 1500 aspiring podcasters that have, that have responded at this stage um and the the, the overwhelming the 55 percent answer was weekly uh, second place at fifteen percent was fortnightly. Uh, so, were you surprised at that one at all, Colin? Nah, I don't think I don't think that's surprising. I think weekly is often the kind of best um, schedule for a couple of reasons. Like, partly it fits into just human schedules, doesn't it? Like, how many things do we do? Do we all do that just fit into like every Tuesday you do this particular thing? So, as a podcaster, like recording every week on a Tuesday morning or something like that, it's a really nice routine. Like sticking to that, and equally if you're a listener too, like knowing that your show comes out every week on uh, you know a certain day, or even just that they have a day that they listen to you. I think that's really interesting. The difference, the the thing that surprised me slightly about this was the fact that second place was so small actually. Um, I did think it would be a bit closer. I didn't think it would be so overwhelming, but like fortnightly being only 15% and then all the other options being so small was kind of surprising. What about you? I suppose, I mean, that this is the plan. Like this is the, the hope for people. <laughs> and, it, you know, realistically, uh, some people just, just won't manage it for one reason or another. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, the, the, these stats will be different once the... Once the podcasts are launched, definitely. But yeah. I think going into yeah. it, uh, most people do like the thought of doing weekly just because it's yeah. it's so obvious. You, you wake up in the morning, you know it's a Thursday. You don't wake yeah. up in the morning and know it's the second Thursday of the month or whatever necessarily <laughs> immediately. So it's just, it's so much easier to know, okay, Thursday podcasting day yeah, uh, rather absolutely. than, oh, third Tuesday of the month. You know yeah. what that means. Yeah. So. yeah, and tying it back to the whole solo format thing, I think doing it weekly, doing something weekly every single week, um, having to plan a co-host show, having to organize those schedules again, having to find an interviewee, that like doing that on a, every single week is that's hard. It's hard. That's why so many podcasts do fade away. It's why it's why that's a killer of a lot of podcasts. So if people are aiming for a weekly show. I can see why people are moving more towards solo based on that, just because it's so much easier. Is that is that kind of jive with you? Definitely, yeah. Um, and shout out to daily podcasting, the brave four uh, percent of folks uh, planning <laughs> to do that. And to be honest, like well, on a on our previous episode of Pod- Podcraft, we talked about daily podcasting, and it's it's actually like 
you could argue it's easier <laughs> than weekly. Um, <laughs> but again, we've, we've got a full episode dedicated to that. I'll put a, a link in the show notes to that if you want to check that out. Yeah, pop back to that. The length stuff, um, in terms of, so the length data looked like we want, so about half of podcasters, that's 53%, want to keep it under 40 minutes. And then 24%, so a quarter, one in four podcasters want to keep it under 20 minutes. So that's a lot of short podcasts which maybe lends into the solo thing as well, because solo shows would probably tend to be on average shorter because you're mm. able to cover, like we said, you're able to cover all the information you want, much more focused, much more in control. Um, does that surprise you how many people are looking to do shorter podcasts these days? No, I, th- I think you made a good point there. If you're going solo, you know, you, you're, you are looking at shorter episodes. Um, so that that probably is a good reason why you've got that sort of six to nineteen minute range doing doing pretty well. Uh, Twenty to forty, the fact that most people are going in wanting to do that that correlates with the data that we've seen that that actually is the most popular length of published podcasts out there. So that yeah. that matches up as well. Uh, the one thing that does make me laugh slightly with this one is only two percent of people plan to to do more than ninety minutes to do more than an hour and a half. Um, and I think I think a lot of podcasters do end up because we, we we can go on a bit, can't we, as podcasters? So I, I think more people will be doing that than they'd like to think. <laughs> we don't get into this because we don't like to talk, eh? Yeah, aye, exactly. <laughs> I've nothing to say. I'm just going yeah. to do one minute. Uh, by the way, one to five minutes, four percent. Really? So super short. That's actually that's interesting too, isn't it? Like, so one in twenty people, one in twenty shows could be a kind of lightning show, uh, you know, a lightning briefing type of thing. That's cool. That's good to hear. I do like that kind of show from time to time. Do you listen to any really short ones like that? Uh, the, the 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 Stoic Meditations one I listened mm, to back in the yeah. day, that stopped. He got like, he did, um, it was well over a thousand episodes and he's, um, really? I think he'd, I think he'd been through all the books and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I just I mean, got tired of, of it. But, yeah, totally. um, pod News, <laughs> I know that that's a daily podcast, although I just read the, mm. uh, I just read the email rather than listen to the podcast, uh, yeah. but I know that it's a very popular daily show. Do you do you listen to any of them? Do you know like what? That? I, I say I like it. I like the idea of it, but actually, in many ways, it doesn't fit so much into what I really want. Like more often than not, I just want to pick something with a decent bit of length, 20, 30 minutes or more up to an hour or longer sometimes and just let it go and just walk. Because I, I listen more when I'm going for like a walk at lunchtime, which might be an hour uh, or, um, you know, doing a chore or something like that, like um, ironing or doing the washing or whatever. It's just going to be like half an hour. So actually, it's funny. I like the format. I like the idea of it, but I don't actually listen to that many of them. You like know to they know do- that they're out there. <laughs> exactly. Com- comforting. I mean, I mean, there's no question that they're popular. Like new, some of the daily news shows are huge now. So it's definitely, it fits into some people's routines. Um, and there was a couple recently, actually, which I did listen to on a daily basis. Uh, I would just pop it on. As soon as I jumped in the car, I would jump it to the front of my playlist and then it would finish and then it would play on with the rest. So actually, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, more fitting and it depends on my uh, kind of uh, mood, I suppose. <laughs> is it is it worth jumping into how to get good at this then? So if that many people are going to do solo shows, again, it's, it's a more difficult format in some ways, uh, well, only from a presentation point of view. Like a lot of people are intimidated by just speaking by themselves for 15, 20 minutes potentially. How do you, how do you think you get good at that? Like what's the, what's the thinking behind that? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's um, a few things that we could cover. So like you're saying, yeah, it, one of the big surprising aspects of the, the fact that so many people plan to do this is that it can be really intimidating. You know, if, if you've never podcasted before, especially sitting down and feeling like you're talking to yourself yeah. um, is, is a big obstacle. But maybe that is the first obstacle that we could overcome because we're not actually talking to ourselves, are we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Like, we talk about ideal listener, we talk about personas, we talk about thinking about who it is you're speaking to and fleshing that out as well. We should put some links for our um, our avatar type articles in the show notes, like how to come up with an ideal listener, how to come up with a picture of who your ideal listener is. Because you can go really deep on that, you can really flesh them out and it can be somebody imaginary, but you give them a name, you give them a background, a job, all this kind of stuff, um, so that you can really vividly imagine them. And it could be somebody uh, real as well. Like a lot of um, coaches who run podcasts have a client who is their ideal listener. Uh, this person who's one of their perfect clients, somebody they've had for a while that they can imagine. And that's what it's, that's what it is. When you're speaking into this microphone, you just imagine them on the other end of it. You imagine them in your head, you're speaking directly to them and you're saying it personally. You're not saying, Hey, all you out there, all my listeners, you're saying, um, you're talking to them individually. You're saying, what do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Do you do that, Matthew? Um, I, not necessarily. I've got I've got some of my own uh, thoughts that that have made it easier for me. I realise why this stuff is important. I, mm. I don't know if it's I'm just a bit of a rambler, and <laughs> I maybe I maybe just talk to everyone the same anyway. I think that's one of the things with me. Like no matter who I'm yeah. talking to, I just seem to talk yeah. the same way. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not. I guess I'm not totally sitting down thinking of like who's listening to this. Um, yeah, but yeah. you you did podcast as a solo show back in the day. Were you yeah. pretty Were you pretty up on yeah. doing that? I find it really helpful, actually. I do find it really helpful, and I, I even tried a couple of the tricks. You know, the kind of uh, little um, sound and silly things that people do. Uh, but I found them quite helpful from time to time. Like, uh, so one of them is to take a picture, like actually take a photo or a. A cartoon or something that represents your ideal listener and put them behind the mic, uh, literally stick it to the wall behind your script or whatever. And you're looking at that as you're talking. And it's weird. It sounds stupid, but it makes a difference. You've just got this thing, this person, this idea of something you're talking to. And I don't really need that these days, but I remember back like when I was first kind of getting started in all this and it does feel intimidating figuring out how to speak to a mic like you're talking to yourself it makes a difference the other one is um is a teddy like i've seen people do that like they'll put a teddy bear or a doll or something on a chair facing them and they can almost imagine that that's a real person that that's their ideal listener (laughs) imagine your wife imagine your wife walking in and you're talking to a teddy and and you just turn (laughs) and say look this is for the internet uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Any other tips on uh, on doing it well? Aye, so the, the two things that really work well for me, one of them is, is pretty obvious uh, and one of them is probably a bit more unconventional. So the, the, the more obvious one is just a good level of prep. I think this applies no matter what kind of podcast format you do, to mm-hmm. be honest, mm-hmm. but I think yep. it's especially important when you're there on your own. Um, and you've nobody to bounce off. I think um, you know good thorough bullet points of the 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 different topics that you want to hit, the different beats you yeah, want to hit. Yeah. That could take a lot of the pressure off because you know you don't f- find yourself uh, getting lost and and things like that, getting off track. So good preparation, yeah. a nice clear script to run through. 
probably the the more unconventional uh, thing that's worked for me is is being able to move around when I'm recording. Mm. So you could look at this in two different ways. The more obvious one is that you go outside and record. This is something we've talked about in the past. You maybe yeah, get yourself yeah. a, a wireless microphone or something, a, a, a lav mic, and you just go out for a walk. And you you see people all the time these days. out. Uh, I always think it's people talking to themselves, but people on phone calls because we're all hands-free these days. So you'll get like, you know, somebody walking towards you in the street and you think they're talking to you, but you realise they're on the phone. So... <laughs> It's not even like it would look weird these days if you're out there yeah. recording a podcast. No, nobody knows it's not a live call. So get out there and, and record while you're walking the dog or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I actually do this inside too. So again, this goes against the grain of any sound engineers or that, but I'm using a, just a basic old SM58 and I actually hold the microphone when I'm recording solo. I'm not doing it now mm. because, you know, it's a bit different when I'm recording with someone. So I'm risking you know, varying dif- dif- distances from the mic. I'm, I'm risking a bit of handling noise, but I think it's a good trade-off. When I'm recording on my own, I like to feel a bit more on the move. Uh, often I'm, I'm referencing things as well. You know, I'll often talk about maybe something that I'm painting at the moment, so I'll go yeah. over and have a look at it as I'm, as I'm talking <laughs> through it. So I like to just yeah. be kind of dynamic. I feel that that uh, leads to me sounding a lot more natural. And again, that this isn't for everyone. It could literally just be me that that, that benefits <laughs> from that. But um, it's certainly, I, I would say, if you want to get into solo and you're feeling a bit uh, stiff just sitting there in front of the mic, maybe yeah. pick the mic up and, and, you know, get moving. Or, or like I say, get a lav mic and go outside and do it. That's cool. No, I don't think that's just you at all, Matthew. Like I, well, I'm standing up right now while recording and I always find that makes me sound better too because I can, you know, I can move a little bit. I can move my feet. And as long as you're kind of careful around the the noise and stuff, you can still move around and it gives you a bit more energy. It just keeps you a bit more upbeat. And I think that's the biggest risk um, with solo recording, or at least it's one of the things that people get worried about it's sounding a bit monotone or your voice getting a bit boring because you're just it's just you so you need to keep it a bit more dynamic but yeah you're absolutely right like moving around a bit even just standing up or grabbing the mic or having something you're doing at the same time as long as that noise is under control i think it's really cool um i need to listen i have not i don't think i've heard any of your episodes on the uh, wargaming show where you've been picking up models and stuff i'll have to have a listen <laughs> yeah tune in to my latest episode it was a, a trip to warhammer world i talked through oh, nice. uh, my visit there so that was a solo episode i just talked through the the visit so i get a wee <laughs> listen and uh, cool. leave me a three-star review on Apple podcast, we have to call it now, yeah. <laughs> I think probably just the last thing I would say on solar recording is that it, it, I don't think it matters what you do. It does feel weird the first few times. It's something that does take a bit of getting used to. Um, I think, like we said earlier, more people are kind of used to it these days because we've had to do so much Zoom and online calls and stuff in the last couple of years, but it still, still is a bit weird. But it, it gets less weird. It gets normal really quickly. Uh, and it's so it's practice. There's a big part of it. It's just doing it a few times. And it might turn out that you do it three, four, five episodes and hate it. And it's not what you want to do in future. But it might turn out that it becomes a nice little tool in your toolbox where you can pull it out. If there's any time you're let down by an interviewee or you just, you know, you just can't be bothered to try and organize an interview or, uh, you know, schedule someone in with a co-host. You just pick up the mic and get it done. And that gets you an episode out there in the world, doesn't it? 
Yeah, so just just to reiterate that data, and again, I'll link to, to this actual report in the, the show notes. So, um, yeah, 50, uh, 43% of people, 43% of over 1,500 aspiring podcasters plan to do a solo show, 29% plan to do interviews. Um, the how often will you publish question, 55 people planning to do weekly, and the episode length that folks are planning to do, 20 to 40 minutes, that, that sweet spot, 53% of folks are planning to do that as well. And the good thing about, you know, the, the, the podcast planner data, uh, we're always collecting it because this is a tool that you could use as well to plan your podcast. And uh, we've got loads more uh, big data kind of points that, that we're going to cover in the near future as well. Indeed. Sorry, I was uh, I was about to try and look up the, uh, the planner there, but uh, you caught me as I was mid-typing on mute. <laughs> behind the curtain behind the curtain there <laughs> um yeah i think you can get to uh, the planner from our website um but you know what let's just put a short link in these show notes pop over to the show notes what are the show notes for this season again matthew it's uh, the podcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 16 podcraft 16 if you pop over to that thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 16 i'll pop a link in there for the planner so if anyone's wanting to go through it it actually works really nicely we've found some good feedback from people um who are not just launching so it works really well for if you're planning your show for the first time launching a new show but if you have a show that's been around for 50 episodes 100 episodes it's actually a really nice little exercise to go through and kind of replan almost isn't it matthew mm-hmm. like to think about your listener to think about your format to just kind of ask yourself those questions on you know is is what i'm doing right now actually what i want to be doing for the next 50 episodes or could i relaunch or just rejig or just refine a little bit um i think that's always a nice little idea so yeah if you're if you're in that situation to pop over again podcraft 16 the podcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 16 and you'll get all the resources related to this episode all righty that us for this week matthew yeah i believe so um any any latest on alitu um i think oh, you yeah. did name you did name me alitu at the start of the um, episode so presumably it's on your mind <laughs> no i think i mentioned the hosting on the last episode so um when we talked to uh, Lindsay, uh so yeah they're still um just seeing how people are responding to hosting it's really cool actually how many people are taking it on um if you hadn't heard that episode we've launched hosting inside alitu which is our podcast maker app so now you can get um free hosting up to a certain level up to a thousand uh, downloads per month which actually um, looking at the stats covers like a lot of podcasters like a mm. lot of podcasters get under you know 200 to 250 episodes downloads sorry downloads per episode so that thousand can take you through your first um you know few months if not your first year or so uh, as you're growing so yeah having the hosting in there's really cool i love having it so that people can just come sign up and it's really all they have to use so yeah if you fancy having a go um, go over to alitu.com a-l-i-t-u.com and you can get a seven-day free trial to see if it works for you What's the funniest pronunciation of Alitu you've heard out there in the wild? <laughs> the, the most common is Alitu. It seems Alitu. to be kind of, yeah, so our, our uh, great friends over in the US, anyone I talk to tends to be, if you're if you're out there listening in the US, a lot of people would pronounce it. I don't know, it's something about the accent and the, and the emphasis that they uh, emphasise the I, Alitu. Um, but uh, have I, has there really been any crazy ones? There has been a couple, of, I can't bring them to mind at the moment, but there has been a couple where they've absolutely butchered it. 
Sorry, our problem having a really weird name, which, uh, you know, it's a hangover from Web 2.0. Eh? You have to make up some silly name. At least we don't have, you know, there's, remember those names that always had like 70 extra vowels in them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nightmare for spelling out. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just, you would call it like, uh, what would it be like if it was a word processing tool, you would, you would call it typely, but it would be T-Y-E-E-E-P-E-E-L-Y or something like that. <laughs> and then there, were, there, there was definitely the period where vowels were found, frowned upon as well. Like you, you can't have vowels in your name. Yeah, they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be T-I-T-Y-P-L-Y or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true it was like you got charged more in a domain name if you had vowels in it it's, yeah exactly. it's kind of what it was like but yeah uh, <laughs> uh, the weird cool. world and naming stuff it'll, it'll only Indeed. get harder like imagine a thousand years from now uh, if, yeah. if we're still alive and uh, imagine trying to come up with a name for something yeah almost it's all been impossible taken. It's all been taken <laughs> cool all right good to speak to you matthew and thank you for listening out there hope you got something out of this episode hope it gives you some ideas or maybe doing a solo episode or or maybe even uh you know um fitting it into your current schedule that'd be cool again pop over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft 16 for the show notes and we'll talk to you on a future episode